the home of Arizona Cardinals football. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Wolf and Luke, Burns and Gambo, Big Red Monday, Crosstalk. All right, final hour of the show, live from the Auction Community Studios. We figured we would have big Cardinals news at some point today. I did think, like, in the first hour of the show, we might be talking about, like, Packers-Lions and that game and how crazy that was. Dude on Green Bay shoving a trainer and then storming off the field and throwing a temper tantrum. But that's not the case. We've got all this Cardinals news, and Dave Burns joins us right now for some big red crosstalk, as he has done. He and uh, Gambo have done all season long, but it's a little bit different today, Burnsy. So, uh, first of all, how was your weekend? Uh, weekend was was good. Uh, it was a lot of a lot of football. Man, I just spent the whole day yesterday just watching as great, much of it? it as I possibly could. I mean, just like red zone overload, trying to soak it all in. It was a lot of fun. A lot Tonight of fun is, is one of my favorite nights of the year, the college football know, championship game. For me, this is just good. kick it back and chill. I love it. I uh, already got an appointment with my son to sit there and watch his game at 5.30 tonight. I can't wait for that. Uh, all right. What's your reaction to the news that not only is Cliff out, Steve Kime stepping down, so the Cardinals... I- I'm sure this has happened before where they needed a coach and a GM, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. A coach and a GM? I, I mean, I, I guess you'd have to go back to when Wizen Hunt and Rod Graves were let go, right? Was that, I, I mean, I, Steve Kime was still in the organization and it was presumed, unless I'm remembering it wrong, Steve no, Kime was right. in the organization. It was presumed he was going to get it. Yeah. But that was really like the last time something like that happened. I, I don't know about you guys. I. I well, first of all, I wasn't surprised. I was listening to Darren when I was driving in here. I wasn't surprised. Uh, I want to echo what Dave Pash said on your show that there's a human element to this. We can't, you know, I know we tend to for to think about who's next and what went wrong, and, and there's a human element to this. Whether it's Cliff, whether it's Steve, and of course we all want Steve, whatever health related issues he's dealing with, to to get better as soon as he possibly can. Um, so you, you never want to forget the human element of a day like today because it does absolutely suck having a day like today. That being said, I wasn't surprised at all. It was one of those kind of just knowing that somewhere between 8 and 10 o'clock this morning, there was probably going to be some kind of this that happened. I can't wait to hear what Michael says at 2 o'clock. Yeah. I, I, I really, because there's just, there's so many, the extension 10 months ago, the mistake in giving out the extensions 10 months ago, the future direction. I remember, speaking of Wizenhunt and, and Graves and Kime and BA, I still remember being down at Cardinals headquarters anchoring the Michael Bidwell press conference on your show, Wolf, yes. and I'm pointing at you with yeah. you and Doug, and in that press conference, Michael mentioned Andy Reid's name. Now, this was, you know, pre-BA, right? <laughs> and I remember you, I got on with you guys afterwards and, and you said, what was your takeaway from the press conference? And I said, Andy Reid, are you kidding me? He mentioned Andy Reid. Nobody brought up Andy Reid. He brought it up on his own. Yes. I'm looking forward to hearing Michael today because I, I don't know if there's going to be a moment like that today from Michael, right? Like where he takes it in a direction that we're not expecting to hear. But I think so much of the tone of what to expect over the next month or so will be set by Michael today. And, and I I just I don't know what he's going to say, but I can't yeah. wait to hear what he has to say because Michael's largely been so silent mm-hmm. on this topic. He has been completely silent on this topic since the extensions were given out. I can't wait to hear where he goes with this. So when you think about it right now, head coach, of course, and your general manager, two key positions in any organization. What are the pros and cons right now as you see it in terms of in-house 
versus going outside? Well, I think I think in house the pros and the, the the pros to in house are that you have people who are familiar with the personnel. They're familiar with sort of the, they don't really need to come in and learn about all of the players and all of the situation. They kind of know what they're dealing with. I. I I don't think staying in-house will be a very popular option with the fan base, if I'm just being honest with you. I, I think that will be that will be met with quite a bit of resistance, sure. honestly, from the from the fan base. Not that that's the reason why you do it or don't do it. I, I like Vance Joseph a lot. I, I, I think I would be intrigued by what different kind of culture he would bring to the conversation, uh, as opposed to Cliff, just what sort of higher level of accountability would be there. But I, I tell you, for me, the big pro about going outside the organization, and I've thought so much about this, man, Michael has a chance today to have his, for lack of a better way of putting it, his Robert Sarver moment. And I know what people are going to think of when I say that. I don't mean why Robert's not the owner of the Suns anymore. I mean three years ago, four years ago, when Robert had a chance to do it the way he's always done it before, right? Promote a guy who's an assistant coach, who's never been a coach before, and it's his first time as a head coach. Or let's do something big, bold, totally different. Go outside the organization, give Money Williams a five-year contract worth $5.5 million. Bring in another voice and say, okay, big fella, go get it. It's your show. What are you going to do? And And... That's, I think, what I'm so intrigued about with the idea of going outside the organization. Because I think Michael and the Cardinals organization has their chance to have kind of their Robert Sarver, Monty Williams moment here. And that was a big, big moment for the Suns in terms of kind of a fulcrum point for them and how they conducted themselves as an organization. And I'm intrigued if they'll go that way or if they'll kind of promote from within, which is what they typically do when it comes to the general manager's job and just kind of play it the the safe way when it comes to the cards. Does any of that make sense? I'm, yeah. I'm no, rambling because no, I'm trying to kind of crystallize my thoughts on the fly here. <laughs> well, I love it, David, um, honestly. But for me right now, also, too, I, I think of Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray's the baseline. Kyler Murray is the bottom line. No matter what you do, whether it's a GM or a head coach, no matter who you're going to bring in here, it's got to be with the idea that you're going to fix Kyler Murray. That's why I, I was in the car and I, I almost laughed out loud, not in a bad way, but just in kind of a thoughtful way when you guys were having this conversation about 20 minutes ago. Because then, Luke, I think it was you who asked, do you give Kyler a say in all this? Just by acknowledging what Wolf has just acknowledged, you are giving him a say in I'm, this. I'm terrified of the fact that like a year ago you were paying Kyler, and that's a commitment, and that's fine. I get that. He was also playing a lot better. I'm terrified of the idea of, of as you're tearing everything down, you're going to build it all up around Kyler Murray now. That terrifies yeah. me. He wasn't good last year. Yeah. He and, really wasn't. And by, and by you know... Ask the question. He, You've got to ask the question, though. Kyler, do you need to get better? Do you feel that? Do you understand? You've got to embrace the old. Well, we've got That's some unanswerable question. questions here. If You've you got to ask to that question. And, and that is part of the question. But this idea of whether you should, whether Kyler should have a say in this or not, he kind of does, does whether you're asking him or not, because you're you're That's you're in point, some David. part basing this decision <laughs> off of who is going to bring out the best in Kyler Murray. Whether some what, part, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Whether you're asking him or not, you're, you're kind of <laughs> and, and and so I I do think there is a really fine line here and it's, you got to thread this needle and what's going to make this so tough you got to thread this needle yeah you do have to find someone who's going to bring out the best in Kyler Murray but you also have to pick somebody who 
might be here in two years if Kyler isn't. Yeah. You know, because that is also a possibility for this, that two years from now you might go, you know what? He's more Jared Goff. He's more Carson Wentz. And even though we gave him the contract extension, it's time to go in a different direction. So you can't just pick somebody because of Kyler because who knows what it looks like two years from now. So it's, you, you can't just hire Lincoln Riley because Kyler says, I want Lincoln no. Riley. That's, that's, that's what will happen no, no, if no, you no, ask no. him. No. All right, Bernsey. Uh, I had a lot more I wanted to ask you, but I'll just ask you off the air. All right, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> we ran out of I took up all the air in the room. I apologize. No, no, I've been waiting all day good. to talk oh, about good. this. I'm just dying it's here. A lot you know? going on. All right, when we come back, uh, Cardinals also need a new GM with Steve Kime stepping away. What's the best plan of action at that position? That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. I want to get this out there before we get back into the Cardinals stuff. Tweet from Adam Schefter that DeMar Hamlin has been discharged from the hospital and is returning home to Buffalo. Like, that's... you got to be kidding. That is... Oh, my I just keep saying, like, incredible and unbelievable every time we get one of these updates. But, man, that wasn't even a week ago, and he's already out of the hospital. This kid, what a stud, DeMar Hamlin. You know what? That just fills me with hope and joy and strength. Way to go, Damar. That is awesome news right there, man. I'm also impressed by the fact that it feels like 100% of sports fans rallied around this guy. Yeah. Like, there's always somebody that wants to be yeah. the contrarian. Oh, this ruined my fantasy team. That, we didn't any of that. It was just everybody was just rallying around this guy. And it's great to hear that he is now already out of the hospital and returning home to Buffalo. It was crazy yesterday. He was tweeting during the game, and the Bills took the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. Everybody was losing their minds. Just It's, um, yeah, it, you know, he, it's been great the last couple days. You bring up the Buffalo Bills as well. Can I just say right now, uh, the thing that makes the Bills the Buffalo Bills is their culture. It's who they are. That's man. probably the team that you, th- I think, culture the most with right now. <sighs> Even before the events of last week, I would say that. Did you listen to Zoe talk about Sean McDermott and the culture that he has cultivated in Buffalo? Um... <laughs> Man, it just makes me double down on the fact that's what I want to see for the Arizona Cardinals more than anything else. Yeah. This paradigm shift with their culture as to what has got to happen going forward. I want to see it, man. Old school through and through. I want to see an emphasis put on discipline and physicality and the mentality and everything you do in regard to the game of football. How you speak of football and the passion in which you must tap in in order to play it correctly. Man, I... I I want to hear that, man. Well, you talk about uh, listening to Zoe. Zoe's going to join us next segment. So there you go. We can we can listen to Zoe in about 10 minutes. But uh, right now, the focus shifting back over to the Cardinals, and we've talked a lot about the coaching position. It's a little bit different at GM because the official terminology is that Steve Kime has stepped down, and Steve Kime's obviously dealing with the health stuff, too. So we don't know all those details. They're not public Michael Bidwell is going to speak to the media in about 40 minutes. I'm guessing he's not going to go into detail on, on Steve's stuff, but he is going to have to go into detail on, on 
on the decision with with Cliff and and just sort of you know what the plan is going forward. Um, when you look at general manager, and, and we just had Dave Burns in here for crosstalk, and and he said that something that I, I think is a hundred percent true. I think a lot of fans are going to be nervous if it's just oh we're going to promote from within at coach and at GM. Even if those are the right decisions, I think yeah. a lot of fans, as Bernsey just said, are kind of looking to see maybe the Cardinals do things a little bit differently this time. I will say this. If you if you don't keep Adrian Wilson and or Quentin Harris, I both think and hope one or both of them gets a job somewhere else in, as a GM. We've already seen teams knocking on the door for Adrian Wilson. Um, you and I talked about this a little bit earlier. I, I don't I don't believe in the concept of co-GMs. you got to have one or the other. Yeah, I think whoever so. it is, there's got to be a clear line of delineation, I believe, from the very top. Thing, Michael Bidwell, of course, all the way on down. I, I think you've got to have that order. You've got to have that structure. Again, that's old school. That is, but that's what I am, and that's what I believe. I think you've got to have that clear path, that clear line of delineation, that clear line of responsibility in the front office, all the way down to the head coach, and then. From the head coach all the way down through the coaching staff and then all the way down through the locker room. It, it is it is unbelievable to behold um, the pecking order, so to speak, that happens inside a locker room and the way you get a feeling for who your your leaders are and the alpha males that start lining up. It is a hyper-aggressive alpha male, alpha male paradigm inside that locker room and it's got to be something that you actually cultivate and I, you know what I'll amend what I just said though I, I do think as much as look if Sean Payton's an option that's a different that's almost a separate conversation because then you know he gets to bring his GM in or he gets to be GM or whatever, however that works um, I think Cardinals fans would get behind Adrian Wilson if he were the GM, maybe like in, in the the second that it was like, hey, the Cardinals promoted from within again. I think we'd hear a lot of that of like, OK, I mean, they just do it the yeah. same way all the time. But I think Adrian Wilson was such a fan favorite when he played. And I think to be fair, I, I get the whole thought of you got to separate from everything that was going on this year. Yeah. But that might not. That doesn't have anything to do with Adrian no, Wilson. You know what I mean? Just because no. he was in the building doesn't mean that he had anything to do with it. Otherwise, he wouldn't still be in the building. Let me just say, first of all, I do believe that A. Dub, Adrian Wilson, and of course Quentin Harris. Um, I do believe both these guys are going to be a general manager at some point in time. Yeah. Write that down right now. I believe both of them will be a general manager at some point in time. When that is, I don't know. But they're both. They're young. I think Q is 45 years old and A-Dub's 43. Yeah, to be a GM, you got time. really, really young for a general manager right now. It's one of the reasons why, if in fact you did bring Sean Payton in here as the head coach and the general manager, I think that'd be a good way to go mentoring these two young guys that are going to be general managers at some point in time in the league. When that is, I don't know. But man, right now, you would imagine, if in fact Michael Bidwell does pick one of these two guys to be the general manager. It's going to happen the way that it has happened for so long, so many, many, many years, so many decades, as a matter of fact. It's going to be a situation where you look at the general manager, you think of the culture that you want to create inside the organization, and then you say, who did you hitch your wagon to? What rookies did you like coming out 
See, Michael Bidwell has all that information. He has all of that information in front of him. Who did A-Dub endorse? Who did Q endorse? And then all of a sudden you can start keeping score yeah. as to what happened. That's going to be one of the things I'm sure that Michael will use to vet the general manager position. That is an interesting twist because now you can 100% if you're Michael Bidwell sit there and you can play the game that we always play. Everybody, if you're a fan of, of, of any team in any sport, you always at some point look at the back at the draft. Oh, the 2019 exactly. draft. Okay, they took this guy. They look now, look at the draft. Look, hindsight's 2020. He can actually look back and be like, okay, yeah, we took this guy. It was the wrong pick. But actually, A-Dub, he wanted so-and-so yep. and, and that's A-Dub right. was the right pick. That's exactly right. Yeah, that's that's true. That's that's a that's a, a very important point to keep in mind there when when you look at, at how they handle the the GM and front offices. Search. They keep score on that stuff. <laughs> I right would there. imagine so. Uh, this is Lewis Riddick this morning on SportsCenter talking about hiring a coach and GM. Well, considering the fact that they made this commitment to Kyler Murray, Hannah, and quite honestly, I don't know where they go without him. They better really start really structuring everything so as to try and extract maximum value out of him because that's where it starts. Look at any of the any of the teams that right now that are at the top of the NFL. That dynamic between head coaching quarterback is rock solid just think about it think about how it is in buffalo with josh allen think about how it is in kansas city with patrick mahomes i mean think about how it is with justin herbert joe burrow all of these guys they are in lockstep with their head coach and general manager as a matter of fact and everything from there flows very fluidly and very consistently it's nothing like that in arizona nothing at all Look, Cliff Kingsbury is one of those guys who, when you look him in the face and you kind of listen to him then talk about his quarterback and just talk about how he exerts his influence on this football team, it doesn't really make you feel confident in the direction of this franchise. So I think that's what they're going to have to find. Who's that coach? Who's that general manager if Steve Kime isn't there that can really extract maximum value out of Kyler Murray? And if you don't think you can get it out of Kyler Murray, then you are really in a world of hurt. That, that might be the other part of what you just said. How did Adrian Wilson, Quentin Harris feel about Kyler Murray? Sure. How do they feel about him now? Too? Yeah. You know, if they didn't, if one of them didn't want to draft him when they did, but they're totally on board now, then okay, that's fine. But if one of them was like, eh, I really liked him when we drafted him, I'm not sure what, <laughs> if he's the answer now, then that obviously is, you can't have that. You have to have guys in here that believe in Kyler Murray 100% at this point. Yes, and whether you're going to go general manager or head coach, whoever it is that you bring in, man, I'm telling you right now, they need to establish a culture. A culture that is worthy of the blood sport. There is an alpha male in the room. There is. He happens to be the head coach. Oh, by the way, we have a toughometer. We actually have a toughometer. We demand that you are tough before we bring anybody into the organization. Before we we allow anybody to walk inside that locker room, you better have a standard of toughness about you. Or you're not coming in discipline oh by the way we practice hard if you don't you might want to move on is it like one of those little signs at the amusement parks like you must be this tough to ride this ride yes is that what it is exactly right (laughs) by the way we practice hard (laughs) and if you don't move on please well i know our next guest believes in the uh, practicing hard text us your thoughts to the fandle text line 620 620 right now win football games and if you don't believe that you're not going to do well here Lorenzo Alexander is going to join us next and weigh in on his uh, his opinion on what's next for the Cardinals. That's next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. 
Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. All right, we got big news today. So, of course, we're going to have Lorenzo Alexander join us on the Arizona Sports Line. It's like a quick, it's like a quick version of the lowdown. Uh, Zoe, first of all, man, thank you for the time. And I, I want to start off with anybody yeah. that, that's just jumping in, too. The, the tweet from Adam Schefter and from the Bills, too. Uh, DeMar Hamlin has been discharged from the hospital and is returning home to Buffalo. You were in Buffalo this weekend, right? Yeah, yeah. It was um, a great a great experience. Obviously, we saw all the progression with him um, while I was there and even before I got there um, about his um, just his recovery. And the guys got to FaceTime, got to see him, you know, him flexing, walking around at about asking them, did they win? Um, and then I got to speak to a lot of the guys, go to dinner with some guys, catch up, and just see how people were doing, coach and staff. And even through that, got a chance to talk to, to Denny uh, Killington, who was one of the heroes that day. Uh, there were multiple, and he would be the first one to tell you that. But he just wanted everybody to let, let them know that he just felt the, the, the power of Christ. He is a believer, come through his body wow. and really allow him to be able to execute the way he did. And that was the first thing he said to me because, you know, I came up to him and just thanked him for what he did and just knowing him and his family. And that was the first thing out of his mouth. Like, Zoe, man, I just, it was like an out-of-body experience. I felt like God took over my body so I could deliver the type of care I needed to. Man, wow. that is truly amazing right there, Zoe. Do you, do you think it has galvanized this group of guys? I, I can't imagine it doing anything but. Yeah, I mean, this is a, a tight-knit group as it is, um, and that's why you saw the type of emotion on the sideline um, for their brother when they saw DeMar go down. And, yeah, they, they I mean, you know, um, the support that they gave him and his family, I mean, each other, um, these type of uh, situations, um, especially in this type of environment and culture, is only going to bring that group uh, closer together. And, and you saw the way they were able to put it together and, and go out there and compete mm-hmm. on Sunday as well. And just the, and the entire community, really, too, um, we you think about the bills and how much money they raised, as well as the country, gotten getting behind Demar and his family, and so um, it was a it was a um, an effort on all all fronts. And uh, this this team will definitely um, will use this to kind of continue to push forward. So how about the opening kickoff? <laughs> oh yeah, I loved it. Come on, you know, man, no. The crazy thing Come is, on. I don't know if you know a Jeremy Kelly. He's the legend. He played in the league a little bit. His dad played too, so you might have played against his dad. Um, he called it. He was like, "Man, we do for a, for a kickoff." <laughs> Kick off a turn. Highs. Oh, man. 96 to the house. It, it was great to open it up like that. Got two. And then just all of, again, I'm going to go back to the biblical thing. Just all like the three, the resurrection, those three years and three months. And there was a whole bunch of other things. The goalie from the Sabres. It was just a lot of things. And so <laughs> that points to Christ. And, and, and you know what I'm, you know, this is a, a Christian network, obviously, Bonneville. Um, but seeing people on, on ESPN and some other places, people praying together, it was just really cool to kind of see how we were able to honor God in this space, in this time with all that. Yeah, absolutely. Well said. Uh, And apparently they were really due for a kickoff return because they got the two. Yeah. Um, All right. So since we got you here, I want to ask you about some of the Cardinals stuff today. And the Cardinals obviously making the change at head coach. And uh, they're going to need a new general manager as well with Steve Kime stepping down. Um, I I guess just big picture, if if you are in a position where you're running this team, what's what's your first priority on on your now very lengthy to-do list? 
best. Right. Well, I, I, it's, it's all about putting in the leadership group so that they can put their staff in place so that you can hit the ground running and start this rebuilding, right, this, this um, I, I would say, establishing process of your culture, your identity, and, and who you want to be and how, uh, how you want to see yourself. And so what does that look like? You know, obviously, if you're thinking about a Sean Payton, if you can get a guy like that, um, maybe you don't have a GM. He is the GM and head coach um, based on how everybody's talking. I don't know how true that will be or they'll have a GM, but he has the last say. Mm-hmm. You want to start putting these people in, in place and identifying those type of guys, uh, coach, um, as well as a general manager, because they're going to start filling out your staff, the people that's going to be carrying your message, that's going to be implementing it with the guys. And I think the, the, the earlier you're able to do that, um, and obviously you want to do, do process and go through it and not rush through it, um, that's going to help you uh, extend your runway um, and get to learn this organization, learn the people here, and just seeing some of the guys. You know, I was looking around on Sports uh, Illustrated, and you know, as far as a GM, right? Um, you know, you see a lot of guys: Dan Morgan, Lewis Reddick, uh, Morocco Brown, Adrian Wilson, guys that I've been around and I, I really know and, and believe in as people. And um, you know, obviously, A. Dub being a football player, and I had a chance to be around him a little bit in that regard. Um, I would also throw a guy like Malik Boyd in there too, who was mm. also here with the Cardinals, went to the Bills, um, and now does the player personnel with the Bills, but has learned a lot seeing with, you know, starting with, you know, seeing Sean kind of taking this thing and, and Brandon Bean taking this thing from what it was for 17 years, right, the armpit of the NFL, nobody wanted to go up there, to now being one of the premier organizations that is well-ran and probably better than most, and just the talent they've drafted, the guys they've brought in, and the culture they've established. So, um, and I got to experience that and really get to know him up there. So that, that's another guy I would add to that list on there as far as to be looking out for based on how they want to structure it with the head coach and GM relationship, which I think is the most significant thing, along with how they work with Michael to really um, 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 allow his vision, right, to make this organization be in a Super Bowl contender year in and year out uh, come to fruition. You know, just listening to you, of course, uh, I know you're a big believer in culture. It's something we talk about a yep. lot of the time, culture, culture, culture. If you had three things that you'd like to see the Arizona Cardinals culture be going forward, what would those three things be, Zoe? Um, I, you know, for me, I would say uh, professionalism, physicality, uh, man. I like your first two. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I did, that, these, are just, these are just off the top. I mean, and, and then being resilient within that, right? I think tough. those are the top three. Tough. Yeah, that's another way to say I think saying resilient. Um, those are probably like my top three. And I think that's what you have to be at your core. I think every organization has to have some of that, right? Some teams are more physical than others. But you have to have a combination of those three to be able to make it through an NFL season because it is so hard, right? We can't make this game. We talked about this all the time, making the game softer than what it is. You have to be tough. You have to have yes. um, uh, some physicality about you in order to win in this league. And that's the only way you're ever going to be doing it because this game has been around 100 years. And if you look at every team that's in the Super Bowl or uh, in the playoffs or perennial playoff teams, they have a combination of those those three things. And I don't think I saw that 
um, consistently from this organization over, you know, really the last three or four years. Uh, talking to Lorenzo Alexander, so how much do you think the, you know, how, however they decide to approach next season with, with Kyler being hurt probably to start the year, if they approach that as, as not a throwaway year, but kind of a, yeah. you know, just a, a weird year, or if they approach it as like, hey, it's the last year where he's only taken up $16 million on the books, we got to play with a sense of urgency. How much yeah. do you think that colors the, the decision to uh, who you're going to hire at GM and or coach? Um, I don't know if it should impact it. Okay. Um, you know, for me, again, I go back to guys that I've seen. I, I've seen Sean. I'm always going to mention him. I've seen Brian Dable do it this year. We've seen Doug Peterson do it this year in Jacksonville, right? Obviously, you don't have your your star your star quarterback, and those some of those guys don't didn't have star quarterbacks when they first started. Brian Dable working through it. We didn't in Buffalo. It's I'm a, I call it an establishing process, right? We want to call it rebuilding. I'm establishing who we are. I'm fi- identifying veterans. And, you know, we talk about Kevin Be- Beecham, guys like that mm-hmm. that may not be off the world all pros, but are professional, accountable. Uh, you trust him, right? He's going to impact the other guys on those teams, those young guys that you begin to draft. Right, he's going to carry your your um, your vision and your culture and and, and your yes. environment throughout the building. Right, you want to identify guys like that, and and I say and I believe in it so much because I was a part of it and I saw what we were able to do in Buffalo when we didn't have a quarterback, we didn't we didn't have a hope. We got we we gave away all of our top picks and guys that were like uber talented off the car off the charts, and we were our uh, very tough. Physical uh, and account professional team, and we were able to get to the playoffs. And I think that's where it has to start. And then you grow from there. You're not going to just get to the Super Bowl. You may be able to do it. I doubt it. But you have to. You want to build something that's sustainable, and you do it with guys like that. And as you start to turn over your roster with draft picks and maybe identifying some some great um, um, free agents. Then you start becoming, you know, the new age, whatever that is, whatever you want to pencil in, you know, Buffalo Bills or maybe, uh, uh, you know, when we look at, again, the Jacksonville Jaguars or the Giants, right? They're in the early stages of what they want to become. Um, and the Buffalo Bills, I think, are at the, you know, kind of at their, their apex as far as being a contender every year. So those are the, the organizations that I'm looking at, the coaches. How did they do it? What did they establish right from their predecessor and how did they move forward? Um, and oftentimes it's the consistency of being professional being tough um, and being physical. That's what it comes down to. It's very simple. You know, yes, we always is. talk about don't overcomplicate it. You don't have to be this savant at X's and O's. <laughs> you don't. You just go out there, those three things, build it at a high level and, oh, and wow. be consistent in talking about it. I mean, and, and doing it, obviously. That is, uh, I think, the epitome of most of these teams that are, again, that are dominant, physical, mm-hmm. going to beat you and going to win when things get tough. And they will get tough in the NFL. Love you, bro. So always ways. great to talk to you, man. Thank you. Yep. All right, brothers. All right. That's Lorenzo Alexander joining us right there on the Arizona Sports Line. We come back. The Cardinals need a new GM. They need a new coach. One team's already asking the Cardinals for permission to talk to Quentin Harris. Michael Bidwell is about to address the media. There's a lot going on. We'll get you all caught up next. It's Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Love you, bro. Love you. Love you. Let's be the best. Let's be the best. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Big Red Monday and Wolf and Luke on Arizona Sports. Presented by Sanderson Ford. The best play is at Sanderson Ford. That's been a crazy show, and I'm guessing Burns and Campbell will have a crazy show as well because Michael Bidwell is about to talk at 2 o'clock. We figured... 
figure to uh, put together a show sheet and everything and send each other all our notes last night, but there's a pretty good chance it was all going to get tossed right out the window. In fact, my show sheet right now that I'm looking at, Wolf, is just completely blank. It's just a big, empty screen over here. Um, I will say this. According to Ian Rappaport, the Titans have requested permission to interview Cardinals Vice President of Player Personnel Quentin Harris for their vacant GM job, source said. He's also in the mix in Arizona. Um, and so it begins. So there you go. <laughs> so it begins. I mean, this is this is what you're going to see. This happened last year, of course, with Adrian Wilson, and he got requests to be interviewed as well. So did Q. So, yeah, these guys are going to be general managers. I honestly believe that. Both these guys at some point in time are going to be GMs in the National Football League, and this is the reason why it's going to be really, really important what Michael Bidwell does going forward. Is it possible you have co-GMs? I hope there's a clear path, a clear line of delineation between Michael and all the way down to the head coach and beyond from that point. But we'll have to wait and see what happens. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about the idea of co-GMs because I just picture like the Cardinals on the clock with the third pick in the draft, and they're still debating, and there's like eight seconds left in the background. By the way, as you mentioned earlier, we didn't even get to talk about the fact that the Cardinals are now picking third in the draft, which is a pretty good prize, and we'll talk about that more, obviously, in the weeks and months before the draft, but um, I mean, this was a miserable season in pretty much every way, but they do have the third pick in a draft, and you figure a lot of teams are going to be desperate for quarterbacks. So first two picks pretty good chance those are both quarterbacks and if not pretty good chance you could trade that third pick for a lot of picks to another team that wants a quarterback yeah exactly but are you gonna do that if will anderson is there i mean no, i love will i like anderson. will anderson oh my goodness i love will anderson um but if the bears are like no we want will anderson then i would be calling all these teams that need a quarterback and be like hey cj stroud's gonna be here give me everything we got it bruh. uh this is adam schefter on Sports Center this morning, right after the Cliff Kingsbury news broke. Well, Jay, I think the owner there, Michael Bidwell, wants to make some major changes here. When you look at all that this organization went through this year, they relieved two of their assistant coaches of their duties for off-the-field issues. We had their general manager take a leave of absence to tend to a health-related issue. Mm-hmm. You had problems on the field with DeAndre Hopkins being suspended for six games, Kyler Murray and Zach Ertz tearing their ACLs. This team finishing the season 4-13, second worst in the NFC. None of this went the way that they planned. None of it went the way Michael Bidwell planned when he paid Cliff Kingsbury the contract last offseason 10 months ago. But Cliff Kingsbury is going to walk away here with roughly $30-plus million. And so I'm sure he's going to find no problems finding another job finding work elsewhere, and the Cardinals will look to make a new start, as I think this whole organization is going to undergo a makeover now with them firing Cliff Kingsbury this morning. I wonder what the cutoff line was. And I don't think it was as simple as like, oh, well, if they were 7-10, and Cliff would be back. But I don't think it's that. But just hearing Adam Schefter rattle off some of the stuff that went wrong this season that had nothing to do with Kingsbury, like DeAndre Hopkins getting suspended for the first six games. Like, what if he doesn't get suspended for the first six games? and it's a different season and they go 7 and 10 or 8 and 9 
Is Cliff still your coach? He probably is. Yeah, I think. Man, he's just you know just thinking of all the stuff he went through right there. This team, the distractions. I'm sorry, Basin earnings. I think of Bill Belichick. I've shared this before, but it's the truth. It really is. I cannot tell you how often Bill was up in front of the team saying, "No, nah, all right, now nah, don't bring any distractions in here." He never raised his voice. It wasn't like he was yelling. Just don't bring any distractions. We got to remain focused on the game of football. Remain focused on job, your job. And you doing your job, do your job. I mean, I just, I cannot tell you how many times he he spoke of this. And yet, I think of the distractions that happened this past year to the Cardinals. I've never seen anything like it. It started with D-Hop, massive injuries, underachieving draft picks. Mexico City, what happened there? Steve Kimes, leave of absence, hard knocks, and a whole lot more than that. Yeah, man, you talk about how NFL team, you you always kind of want to be in the spotlight, right? I mean, this is why you are an NFL team. Um, And and Paul Calvisi brought this up earlier when we had him on because he's 100% right. When they announced that the Cardinals are going to be on hard knocks, him and I were talking on the air, and and he said, uh, you know, maybe part of this is a little extra layer of accountability. And, And then he was the first person to ever suggest that to me, but I heard it suggested by multiple other people after that to me. And... I mean, this team has been in the spotlight more so than most Valley sports teams Do you teams remember are. what I said, though, at that point in time when you said that? Uh, Do you remember you what say, I said? Uh, let's see. I said, you said a version of, if those are the guys you have in your room, then I want a different... We're all in you, trouble. If you, if you have to have hard knocks cameras and microphones inside your locker room to increase a player's accountability... You're bringing the wrong type uh-huh. of guy into that locker room. See, I listened. I remember that. That was from almost a year ago. Uh, but I do wonder, I mean, that that's the last few months, the Cardinals have been in the spotlight more than most Valley sports teams ever are, and it just has been a miserable season. So I wonder where they go from here in that regard. And I will say this, too, because I don't know how much we're going to talk about Cliff Kingsbury after today, like we will, obviously, in the context of the Cardinals, but it, the conversation is going to shift more towards what they are going to do going forward. You and I said this earlier. A bunch of our guests have said this as well. Always professional, class act when he was. Totally. We had him on the show every week. Totally. <laughs> totally. I hate it. No matter Why how. Do I keep saying totally. <laughs> You do. It's like a drop like on the show. Now. And every time you do it, I can't help but do it too, no matter what I'm talking about. Uh, this is Ian Rappaport today from NFL Now talking about the future for Cliff. I'm not sure Cliff Kingsbury wants to jump right back into this. Yeah. He has made a lot of money. He has made a lot of money in college, uh, in professional football, in other places. He is rich. And considering the year he's had, I am not so sure that Cliff Kingsbury is going to be dying to get to a sideline near us. If I had to guess, I would say the next time we see him is probably in some Instagram account in Ibiza. That was probably going to be the, the case what? either way. Ibiza. 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 It's like an island. Where's a piece of Really? You yes. know this? Yes. I did not know Everybody that. knows this. Honestly. I, Ibiza. This is where I've K. Ray would be going for his vacations if he wasn't going to Barbados. Have here. you heard of Ibiza, Mel? Have Guarantee you, heard you of Aaron that? has. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you heard the song? Okay. No. Okay. I'm sorry. There's a few Ibiza um, related okay, songs. Great. Um, it's the party capital of whatever country okay, it's in. Um, yeah. I'm saying the French Riviera. That's where I think Cliff might actually be hanging out. Just a guess. Can you really see him not wanting to coach anymore, I though? think he will. No, I Maybe think it's he a will. year, Absolutely. but like, yeah. I think he will. Somebody... I hope he does for, for himself. I would assume somebody 
will not even take a chance on him. Now he's a head coach. He's got head coaching experience. Now it's the complete opposite end of the spectrum from when he was hired as a head coach with no NFL experience. Now if you want him as an assistant and he has head coaching experience. I still think right now, this is just me, I I have no contacts on this whatsoever. Everyone knows I have no contacts. I don't (laughs) have to qualify it, right? I don't have to qualify it anymore. It's kind of like the old school thing. Everyone knows I have no contacts whatsoever. But if you're Bill Belichick, you tell me you're not picking up that phone and you're not calling Cliff Kingsbury as your OC. Well, what would that do for Cliff? You go from the guy who has um, no NFL experience to the guy who's been an NFL head coach and is suddenly under the Bill Belichick tree if that happens. And honestly, I think Bill would do Cliff a lot of good with yeah. some of that old school mentality that Bill has. But Bill has a defensive coordinator running his offense right now, so maybe maybe he's already tied up. It's or, one of the reasons. <laughs> or maybe he'd was one of the like an offensive why. mind doing that. All right, that's it for us today. Thanks to Aaron Maloney, Jesse Morrison behind the glass. For Wolf, I'm Luke. we got Burns and Gambo next right here on Arizona Sports, the local sports leader.